Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Part 20 The Famine Oh, the long and dreary winter! Oh, the cold and cruel winter! Ever thicker, thicker, thicker froze the ice on lake and river. Ever deeper, deeper, deeper fell the snow o'er all the landscape, fell the covering snow, and drifted through the forest round the village. Hardly from his buried wigwam could the hunter force a passage. With his mittens and his snowshoes vainly walked he through the forest, sought for bird or beast and found none, saw no track of deer or rabbit, in the snow beheld no footprints, in the ghastly, gleaming forest fell and could not rise from weakness, perished there from cold and hunger. Oh, the famine and the fever! Oh, the wasting of the famine! Oh, the blasting of the fever! Oh, the wailing of the children! Oh, the anguish of the women! All the earth was sick and famished. Hungry was the air around them. Hungry was the sky above them, and the hungry stars in heaven like the eyes of wolves glared at them. Into Hiawatha's wigwam came two other guests, as silent as the ghosts were and as gloomy. Waited not to be invited, did not parley at the doorway, sat there without word of welcome in the seat of laughing water. Looked with haggard eyes and hollow at the face of laughing water. And the foremost said, Behold me, I am famine, Bukadawin. And the other said, Behold me, I am fever, Akosoin. And the lovely Minnehaha shuddered as they looked upon her, shuddered at the words they uttered, lay down on her bed in silence, hid her face but made no answer, lay there trembling, freezing, burning at the looks they cast upon her, at the fearful words they uttered. Forth into the empty forest rushed the maddened Hiawatha. In his heart was deadly sorrow, in his face a stony firmness. On his brow the sweat of anguish started, but it froze and fell not. Wrapped in furs and armed for hunting, with his mighty bow of ash-tree, with his quiver full of arrows, with his mittens, Minjikawun, into the vast and vacant forest on his snowshoes strode he forward. Gichi Manito the Mighty! cried he with his face uplifted in that bitter hour of anguish. Give your children food, O oh father. Give us food, or we must perish. Give me food for Minnehaha, for my dying Minnehaha. Through the far resounding forest, through the forest vast and vacant, rang that cry of desolation. But there came no other answer than the echo of his crying, than the echo of the woodlands. Minnehaha, Minnehaha. All day long roved Hiawatha in that melancholy forest, through the shadow of whose thickets, in the pleasant days of summer, of that ne'er-forgotten summer, he had brought his young wife homeward from the land of the Dakotas. When the birds sang in the thickets, and the streamlets laughed and glistened, and the air was full of fragrance, and the lovely laughing water said with voice that did not tremble, I will follow you, my husband. In the wigwam with Nokomis, with those gloomy guests that watched her, with the famine and the fever, she was lying, the beloved, she the dying Minnehaha. 
Hark, she said, I hear a rushing, hear a roaring and a rushing, hear the falls of Minnehaha calling to me from a distance. No, my child, said old Nokomis, tis the night wind in the pine trees. Look, she said, I see my father standing lonely in his doorway, beckoning to me from his wigwam in the land of the Dakotas. No, my child, said old Nokomis, tis the smoke that waves and beckons. Ah, said she, the eyes of Pauguk glare upon me in the darkness. I can feel his icy fingers clasping mine amid the darkness. Hiawatha, Hiawatha! And the desolate Hiawatha, far away amid the forest, miles away among the mountains, heard that sudden cry of anguish, heard the voice of Minnehaha calling to him in the darkness. Hiawatha, Hiawatha! Over snowfields waste and pathless, under snow-encumbered branches, homeward hurried Hiawatha, empty-handed, heavy-hearted, heard Nokomis moaning, wailing, Wahonohan, Wahonohan, would that I had perished for you, would that I were dead as you are, Wahonohan, Wahonohan. And he rushed into the wigwam, saw the old Nokomis slowly rocking to and fro and moaning saw his lovely Minnehaha lying dead and cold before him. And his bursting heart within him uttered such a cry of anguish that the forest moaned and shuddered, that the very stars in heaven shook and trembled with his anguish. Then he sat down, still and speechless, on the bed of Minnehaha, at the feet of laughing water, at those willing feet that never more would lightly run to meet him, never more would lightly follow. With both hands his face he covered. Seven long days and nights he sat there, as if in a swoon he sat there, speechless, motionless, unconscious of the daylight or the darkness. Then they buried Minnehaha. In the snow a grave they made her, in the forest deep and darksome, underneath the moaning hemlocks. Clothed her in her richest garments, wrapped her in her robes of ermine, covered her with snow like ermine. Thus they buried Minnehaha. And at night a fire was lighted. On her grave four times was kindled, for her soul upon its journey to the islands of the blessed. From his doorway Hiawatha saw it burning in the forest, lighting up the gloomy hemlocks. From his sleepless bed uprising, from the bed of Minnehaha, stood and watched it at the doorway, that it might not be extinguished might not leave her in the darkness. Farewell, said he, Minnehaha. Farewell, O oh my laughing water. All my heart is buried with you. All my thoughts go onward with you. Come not back again to labor. Come not back again to suffer. Where the famine and the fever wear the heart and waste the body, soon my task will be completed. Soon your footsteps I shall follow to the islands of the blessed, to the kingdom of Ponema, to the land of the hereafter. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, 
till by turning, turning, we come round right.